It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome in to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Schlereth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Scott the Hub, producing the show. Got a great program for you today. Want to thank our presenting sponsors, great folks, uh, folks over at Sweet Sweat. For all your exercise, your fitness needs, check it out, sweetsweat.com. The supplements, the exercise bands, you can travel with them. Um, obviously, gyms and everything else are closed around America, so check it out at sweetsweat.com. Also, America's best bet, that is Superbook. Check out Superbook, where uh, Mike and I make our picks every week, and I continue to just absolutely, uh, what I'm doing to you, I, I think I've said this before, but the sisters were kinder to Andy Dufresne than what I'm doing to you in the picks yeah, right now. Yeah, turkeys are treated better on Thanksgiving right. than, than I'm getting treated right now Yeah, it's, uh, by it's my in, picks. It's embarrassing, but... Uh, in the all-important loss column, you're not that far behind. No, so, uh, I, I, got, I got some ties. Yeah, so you've got still. some ties in there that are really helping you out. Yeah. But that's the great folks over at Superbook, America's best bet. Mike, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm, I'm doing better than uh, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians are, apparently. Yeah, I mean. Boy, how about B.A. Uh, throwing T.B. under the bus? Well, I mean, is it, or is he just being honest? Oh, yeah, I think he's. I mean, that's BA. I mean, he's just brutally honest. But I will say this: I will say, you know, about that offense in general, Mike. Um, that's got to be like. I, I think you know. I'm going to call that the. Uh, I'm going to call that the Philip Rivers offense. Okay. Right. I the, don't. It's the Philip Rivers. You're going off. here. Well, I mean, think about when Philip Rivers comes home with nine kids. There's a lot of mouths to feed, right? Oh, okay. That's a lot of mouths to feed. Right? Okay. I mean, I you know, you think about it. You went out and you picked up Antonio Brown. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. You've got, you know, Gronkowski. You've got Cameron Bray. You used to have O.J. Howard before he got hurt. I mean, you got Scotty Miller. You, like, there are a hell of a lot yeah. of really good players. you got two running backs in Fournette. You've also got... Um, Ronald, Ronald Jones. Jones. I mean, you got a lot of freaking weapons, man. There's a lot, a lot of mouths to so feed. So this is the mouths to feed offense. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and one thing I will say, like they like to push. I mean, Bruce Arians, you know, kind of the no risk it, no biscuit kind of theory. I mean, think about this. Under Bruce Arians, career interceptions wise, Carson Palmer had the had the the most interceptions he ever threw under Bruce Arians. Jameis Winston threw 30 last year under Bruce Arians. And Brady, who consistently throws five or six picks, seven picks a year, is on pace on, on pace to throw the most interceptions he's ever thrown in a year because he wants to push the ball down the field. He wants to get that done. And I think with Brady, one of the things that you have to have in an offense with a guy like Brady who understands where everybody is, um, if he doesn't like things, you have to have an easy answer. You have to have somebody underneath. You have to have a check down. You have to have that kind of built into what you're doing. And I don't know that they always have that built in. And I think that's a, that's an issue for Tom Brady right now in this offense. There's not enough built-in answers or easy answers for Tom Brady. And and they don't – like Bruce Arians is, is really honest. You know, I mean, he, he – there is, I mean, he'll leave scorched earth, but that's just the way he coaches. It's not, it's not a personal thing. It's just the way it is. Um, but this certainly seems to be a lack of offensive continuity. And there was a lot of people. I mean, 
Come on, Mike Evans is a a, a I mean, he's a, a all pro player. Chris Godwin's a Pro Bowl player. You know, obviously Antonio Brown's a big time player. Like, there's a lot of people to get the football to. Sometimes I, I think it's just hard to have that many people that you have to feed. So not only is he catching heat from his own coach, but he's catching heat for his poor sportsmanship after the game. He didn't shake hands with Jared Goff, blew off Goff. And and this is something he's done in the past. Oh, yeah. After losses. He takes off. After wins, he's there. Yeah. He'll meet the other quarterback. But a lot of times after losses, he'll bolt, bolt which – I know you love Tom Brady, but to me, that's kind of a dick move. It's a chicken shit move. It is. There, there's no question about it. Come on, you got to be better than that. You, you do, but that's always been his thing. But well, it can't be, you can't, that can't be your so thing, he, right? He, he hates losing so much that he can't be a good sport afterwards? What about the guy you just beat? I'm sure he didn't like losing either. Right. Yeah, and he goes out and does it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's a, It is a dick move. Total dick move. Uh, but that is, hey, after 20-whatever years, you think it's going to change now? No. It's not going to change. No. So, I mean, just accept it. You know, you can, you can, I mean, you could say anything you want. You can say, well, it's just his competitive fire. And yeah. his blah, blah, but it's just a dick move. It is a dick move. Okay. So, uh, we said dick about eight times there. Uh, now, they, they've, they've lost four times, including twice to the Saints. You, you're calling the Saints this weekend against the Broncos on Fox. And, and you told me you believe the Saints are the best, most complete team you've seen all year. Yeah, of all the teams that I have have called games on, I mean, the Saints, roster-wise, Mike, they're loaded, man. I mean, they are legitimately loaded. And, you know, when you start kind of breaking it down, now, I I understand that Drew Brees, um, you know, I took some heat, too, from Saints fans. Why? So, you know, when he got hit, the defensive lineman that hit him, Canavius Street, for the San Francisco 49ers, kind of fell to the side and fell on top of, Drew Brees, like Drew Brees' body fell on top of his arm. Now, he had already had some rib injuries from the week before. He's wearing a big, giant flat jacket. He, he broke 11 ribs. 11 ribs. Lungs. Of course, on the broadcast, you know how I am because it shouldn't have been a, it shouldn't have been a penalty. There's no way it should have been. It was, a, it it was, was a, a good hit. It was a tackle. Yeah. It was a tackle. So I said, that's why I don't consider quarterbacks as football players. Uh-oh. Right? Oh, boy. So, and, and the oh, whole premise was, was they protect them so much. That's a, just a standard football play. Now, I didn't know at the time that he broke 11 ribs and that he punctured a lung or collapsed a lung, right? Otherwise, I probably would have been smarter in the comments that I made. Actually, I probably wouldn't have. No. That's how I feel. I, no, I, like, you wouldn't have said anything. No, they are not. They are, they are not. Treated like football. I understand the importance of the quarterback position. I do. But they're not, in my mind, they're not football players. So, you know, I said that. And then, of course, after the fact, he gets hurt. And I have some dipshit tweet me, I'd like to see if you could play hurt. You know, you ever. And I was like, hey, dumbass, look up my record. Like, look, I mean, how stupid can you be? But I wouldn't have changed the damn thing I said because I disagree with that being penalized. And I know Canavia Street was not fined. Because it was not, it should not have ever been called a penalty. Um, I feel for Drew Brees. I mean, he is uh, still a really, really good player. Uh, that said, you know what? I stand by what I say. I don't believe that they're, they, they're treated like football players. But when I look at their roster, Emmanuel Sanders has been to Pro Bowls. He's a really good player. Um, you look at uh, you look at just going down their roster. Michael Thomas is an all-pro player, right? I mean, an all-pro player. Um, Teron Armstead is an all-pro player 
Anders Pete is a Pro Bowl player. I think Eric McCoy, their center, will be a Pro Bowl player. Ramchek has been an all-pro player. Jerry Cook has been to Pro Bowls. Um, Taysom Hill is just a freak show. And then you look at Kamara. I mean, Kamara's an all-pro player. They flip it over to the defensive side. Uh, Cameron Jordan's an all-pro player. Uh, Hendrickson is one of the top sack guys in football right now. Um, you look at Demario Davis, to me, he's an all-pro player. He's a great middle linebacker. Janoris Jenkins, Pro Bowl player. Malcolm Jenkins, Pro Bowl player. Uh, LaShawn Lattimore, or excuse me, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, is a is all-pro player. I mean, I just listed eight guys that are all-pro on that roster. They are as good as it gets. They are as deep as it gets. And they're very uniquely be, built with Taysom Hill playing quarterback. He is a unique uh, player. He's 30 years old, man. Yeah, BYU went on a mission. He's 30 years old. Uh, now, they simplified some of the passing game for him. They used a lot of individual routes, individual concepts. So, you know, if you get kind of a three-by-one set and you get the three wide receivers to the wide side of the football field and put your X receiver on the backside – they're running pretty basic concepts. They're running, you know, X drift, X curl, uh, you know, X go. They're running a, a, a slant, X slant, flat combination, you know, like day one combination routes on that side and basically individual routes on that side where he's throwing it to 13 Michael Thomas, number 13. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty easy. He underthrew several balls that were that counted as completions that probably should have been picked. They weren't great throws. But he's a unique character in his quarterback run system and what they do from the quarterback power stuff, and it's very much uh, it's very much Baltimore esque with the way they run the ball. So the kind of heavy, I would call it kind of a, a the illusion of spread, heavy spread, if you will. Um, they're very good at that stuff. Very good football team. Very complete football team. And you know they're facing this Broncos team that was very unique last week, Mike. I mean, they they took on the Miami Dolphins, who had won five games in a row. They brought back the Packers sweep. It was Vince Lombardi, right? We'll get a seal here, and we'll get a seal here, and we'll run it down the alley. You know, I mean, it was awesome, right? It was really good stuff. Is that, is that Vince Lombardi or uh, James Cagney right No, there? James Cagney would be We're going to get a seal. See here, see here. We're going to get a seal. And then we're going to get a seal here. You see? You see here? And then we're going to run it down the alley right here. You see? You see? <laughs> Tell yeah. me, tell me you're going to do that on the broadcast <laughs> on Sunday. Oh yeah, uh, I mean we'll get a chance. We'll get a chance to play a little bit. I but always... so seriously, they they brought back a, a run style that we haven't seen since the '60s. Who comes up with that, by the way? Who who who's the one that said, "Hey guys, I got an idea for this week. Let's dust off the old Packers sweep of Jerry Kramer and Fuzzy Thurston." Right? You know, it's crazy because they saw something where they thought they could get to the edge and they could challenge the edge of the Miami Dolphins defense, and they play this kind of amoeba defense, if you will. Everybody standing around, milling around, you know, and they thought they could get some some action. But like, it was funny because I was talking to my Fox producer, the great Barry Lannis. And I was like, man, the run game is like, I don't even know how to qualify this. Because it it, it, it it resembled, on the front side, it resembled almost this G lead, like a, a play we used to call goal line and short yardage G lead stuff. It's a pin and pull. You know, it's a pin down the front side and kick out the, the end man on the line of scrimmage with your onside guard. But then they also incorporated almost this counter action or this counter, this wide counter action on the backside. And what they ended up doing was they ended up pulling uncovered guys. 
So it could be the guard one play, it could be the tackle one play, it could be the center one play, it could be the center and the guard one play. I mean, and they got them all to the front side. And and it was, I mean, it was really unique. And I came in on Monday and go, I don't even know what to call it. I don't know like how you would call that play. What 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 would like what you designated that call as. But it really, when you go back and look, and my producer, Barry, sent me a video. It goes, this is the Packers run game. Because I sent him videos of what the Broncos did. And he sent me back the 60s Packers stuff. And it was incredible. It was just incredible. That's really what it was. It was the the Packers, the Lombardi sweep. So, really good stuff, man. Really, I mean, you know, to, to see something and go, to have that trigger, you know, to see... Something they're doing that you think you could take advantage of and have it trigger and you go all the way back to kind of the 60s. Like, what what's old is new again type of thing. And uh, I just thought it was a really well-devised game plan by the Broncos, Pat Shermer, Mike Munchak, the offensive line coach, put it together. It was really well done. What about these Packers? Because I had a chance to watch that the end of that Colts game, and it, it seemed like a game that the Packers were in control, and then suddenly they they coughed it up in the second half. There's There's just... There's something kind of fraudulent about the Packers. I I, I think they're right. good. I think they're good, but I I don't see greatness there, especially in that in that conference. Yeah, I you know what? Here's the thing about the Packers. Obviously, you've got the quarterback, right? Oh yeah, and you've got you know a big time receiver, and you've got some ability. The the deal with the Packers to me is that. When you line up physically and kind of punch the Packers in the mouth, they don't respond well. And I don't know that they can hold up in that type of game. You know, the game's one in the trenches type of game. Like, if you want to get into a pissing match with the with the Green Bay Packers, they'll beat you. Yeah. Because they can whiz longer than you. They're like the little kid that has great pressure. You know when you were a little kid and you could stand all the way across the, the elementary bathroom and so you could hit the, the urinal? You did that, right? Everybody did that, right? No. You didn't do that so you could pee the furthest and hit it in the urinal? No. What were you guys yeah, doing? Yeah, but you did have great. You, we, we, I do remember those days of, of having unbelievable control. I mean, you could stop it and then just... And then blast, blast it off. Right? You could You could literally... Put a stream at, at about twelve to fifteen feet. But I gotta admit, I I probably did that on my own. But I don't ever recall. Hey, fellas, gather around. <laughs> Let's, Let's have see who a can contest. pee the furthest. <laughs> well, it was a lot. It was Alaska. What the hell were you doing up yeah. there in Alaska? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> yeah, we're bored. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was hey, let's see if I can write my name in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. I know your daughter's handwriting anywhere. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Oh, All right. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, you had great, pissing. Yeah, you had great distance. But, yeah. it, you know, I, if you want to get in a pissing match with them, they can out-squirt you. Um, yeah, that's right. But when it's when it goes straight fisticuffs, I just think the Packers don't – I don't think they do well in a straight fisticuffs game, Mike. Mm. I mean, when they get – kind of challenged physically, um, they don't hold up well in that kind of game. You, you know who does seem to like that kind of style are the Rams. That was a, we, we started off talking about Brady and the Bucks, but do not take away from what the Rams did. And you, you just don't they kind of have that look of a team that's starting to find their 
second half of the season you right. know, wind. You know, they're getting their 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 mojo at the right time. You know what was what, what what's incredible because everybody, you know, you see them on a Monday night, and everybody says, "Hey, man, the Rams." You know, I always like this: if the Rams want to win this game, it's a, a phrase that I don't use on television, or if they want to, you know, I don't think anybody's ever come in like I I played for twelve years. Never did I come in and go, "Hey, guys, you know what? We want to lose this one because we want to set up this other team." You 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 want to win every game, right? I mean, that's kind of how the whole thing works. Um, but the Rams, like everybody talked about the Rams, the physicality of the Rams, how they were going to have to run the ball against Tampa and how they were going to set that up because, you know, they run the wide and the tight zone stuff and all that, right? On and on and on it goes, right? Uh, Malcolm Brown had three carries for 20 yards. Akers had five carries for 15 yards. Henderson had eight carries for five yards. Goff threw it 51 times, and they found a way to win that game against the Buccaneers. They basically scrap-piled the run, went with a short passing game. Cooper Cup had 11 catches for 145 yards. Woods had 12 catches for 130 yards. I mean, it was amazing what they did. But I'll take this all the way back to several weeks ago, Mike. Um, Gosh, I don't remember exactly when it was. It was probably like week eight or week seven where they played the 49ers and got thunder-punched in the throat. You remember it? Yeah. They got thunder-punched by the Niners, who were, I mean, who were a team that was kind of, I mean, you know, they're beat up. They have guys out. They're, everybody is injured. You know, this, that, and the other. And, and they came in there, and physically, they got whooped. And, um, and so you look back on that week, and it was week six, they got beat by the 49ers uh, 24-16. And they came out of that game, and Sean McVay was like, man, I we were embarrassed today. We got physically whooped in the running game, at the line of scrimmage, and all this stuff. And it kind of changed their perspective on what they're doing. And I think it became one of those, like, it's not a good loss, but it was a a constructive loss. It was a loss yeah. that taught you something about the way you have to play this game. And um, and they've been really good ever since. Uh, coming out of that loss, they've been really good. Now, in this particular game, because Tampa is so good at stopping the run, that they basically just said, hey, guys, we're using the run as an adjunct to the short passing game. And, and you can tell a lot about how a team feels about you based upon the way they game plan you. And, and what I mean by that, the Rams didn't try to run the ball because they knew they're so damn good that right. we're not going to have a lot of success doing it. And then the other thing is, is we want to get the ball out of our hands immediately. And they took a page out of the New Orleans Saints. Because when the Saints beat up on the Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago, it was everything was out of Drew Brees' hands under a second and a half. 1.5 seconds. It was all curl. It was, you know, little swing passes. It was bubble screens. It was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And they didn't hold the ball at all. And you can tell a lot about how a team feels about you by the time that they spend holding the ball, the design, if they, if they try to, you know, create deeper throws, deep overs, if they try to run corner routes or double moves then they don't have a lot of respect for your pass rush. When they get the ball out in under a second and a half and everything is underneath, you know they have a ton of respect for what you are as a defense. And the Rams showed that, but they showed a great ability to game plan 
um, under Sean McVay. And now I think they're thirty. I think the Rams are thirty-four and zero when Sean McVay coaches them and leads at halftime. How yes. crazy is that? Crazy stat. Crazy stat. You want to talk about stats? Let's talk about crappy stats and let's talk about my pick'em record. Yeah. Normally, right now, um, brought to you by SuperBook, America's best bet. Uh, right now, normally we have Jay Cornegay on, and he props you up and tries to make you feel better about you. Uh, he's so disgusted with your shit picks that <laughs> he decided to take this week off for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And he just said, you know. He was disgusted by yeah, me. Yeah, do what you will because you went 0-3 last <sighs> week. I went 2-1. and I should have been 3-0 and except for the Chargers being the Chargers. Yeah. They're up by 16 late yeah. in the fourth quarter and ended up winning by 8 on an 8-and-a-half spread. Killed me. You talk about a bad beat. But I did go 2-1. and one. So right now, as it stands, I'm 17-13, and 13, Mike. 17 and 13, Mike. You are 10, 17, and 3. Oh, God. 10, 17. I'm, God. I'm seven wins ahead of you in the in the win column with six weeks left to play, and uh, or seven weeks, whatever it is. And uh, But I'm only four ahead of you in the uh, all, all important, as you've told me many times, all important loss column. Yeah, I, I'm floundering right now. I have no idea. So why don't you go first? All right. So no, I'll just pick up your Thanksgiving scraps. Okay, here I go. Um, I am – okay, the first game I'm taking, I've got the Raiders minus three over the Falcons. The Raiders are such a good team. Derek Carr is playing exceptionally well. John Gruden told me the more I put on Derek Carr's plate, the better he plays. Like, the more I can load on him, he wants it all. He controls it, line of scrimmage. As a matter of fact, he told me at times, Derek Carr told me, hey, John will sometimes just send in a formation. Or send in a personnel group and go call what you want. You you get us in the right play. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Given the three, I think they'll physically pound the Atlanta Falcons. I like the Raiders. Uh, and then I'm going to go down to the Kansas City Chiefs. They, they won a very close game last seconds against the Raiders. They're playing Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is reeling right now. I think uh, Kansas City's minus three and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm giving the three and a half. And then lastly, Seattle Seahawks, Thursday night, coming 10 days late uh, off that Thursday night game where they beat the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I just called a Philly game. The Philadelphia Eagles are a mess right now, absolute mess on the offensive side of the ball. Seattle giving up five and a half, five and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Seahawks and giving the five and a half. All right. Uh, I, you know, I, I say all this with, with absolutely zero conviction. I'm just hoping to run into a couple of wins here. Um, on, on Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to take the Texans, uh, minus the two and a half over the Lions. The Lions just uh, are, are, are a, a, an average to blow average football team, and they're banged up. Uh, I'll take Deshaun Watson in that one. Uh, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals, sitting and stewing on that loss for 10 days. Uh, they go to New England to play the uh, Patriots. I, I just think the Patriots are just a bad football team. I, I, I really do, and... Uh, Kyler Murray against Cam Newton. Uh, I'll take Kyler Murray in that one. And I, I was I was stunned that the Vikings played so badly in in losing to Dallas. I thought Minnesota had some really nice um, momentum going, and instead they lose at home to Dallas. But I do think they get right against a a Carolina team that that isn't very good. So I'll take Minnesota minus the four. Okay, well, you're going to miss that one. That uh, PJ, what's his name? PJ Walker. Uh, you know, he's never lost as a professional. What's his record? Uh, I think it's uh, six and zero. Oh. He's he won his first NFL start, and then he won in the AFL or whatever. He was like five and zero in the AFL this year. XFL. XFL. Yeah, XFL, XFL. AFL. That's professional, huh? I guess they got paid. 
Yeah, they get paid. Yeah, okay. They're professional football players, All right? Yeah, I, I look at. You see my record. I have no yeah. grounds. I to, hope I have no grounds to fight back or talk any trash with I, you right now. I hope that. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I was going to say I hope you win some game, but I actually hope you go uh, defeated again. <laughs> that would be that would make my day. I'm really looking for I you know. to go zero and three, and me oh, to go three and zero, oh, and God. just put an awesome. Just an awesome this is whipping just on an you. Ass whipping. Hey guys, for everybody involved in the Think of Truth podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy the football on Thursday and on Sunday. And uh, for all our uh, presenting sponsors, for the great folks over at Sweet Sweat, check them out at sweetsweat.com and Superbook for America's Best Bet. Check them out as well. For everybody, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend.